Well, the thing about me is I love for the truth to get out, and especially when it's about the game, because it's my life and it's what I'm about, you know what I mean? I don't mean it about it to keep playing it, but about it because I'm aware of the knowledge that the gang exists still, you know what I mean? And it's going to continue to exist to somebody turn the lights out on this small planet. And it looks like they're trying to pull a switch with this coronavirus, you dig? So, you know what I mean? We got to continue to stay safe, stay aware, and play the game fair. Ain't no fair to slick or a different route to the top. You got to grind your way. You can't cheat the game. The game know how much you put in it, and it's going to give you only what you put in. That's what you're going to get out of it. So if you ain't number one, it's because you ain't playing number one quality. You got to become number one material to become number one. Now that's church. Got fitted, Japan! What's up, faders? Welcome to yet another action-packed episode of Got Fitted Japan. I am your host, Johnny. I'm Tom Tom Tokyo. That's right. And as you fine folks know, Got Fitted Japan is about two dudes, booze. Japan in the news. Thomas, what episode is this? I do believe it's 529. 529. Yep, that's right. And uh, Thomas, I haven't talked to you in about... Mm-hmm, 24 hours. So what have you been doing in the last 24 hours? What have you been doing in the last 24 hours? Thomas, please tell us. We need to know what you've been doing in the last 24 hours. Inquiring minds need to know. Yeah, all right. So I've been watching my kid like a lot. And you can stand Boring. up. Boring. Called- <laughs> oh, no, no, dude. Well, I think it's fucking cool as his parent because it's called a cruising. He can stand up on his own. He can like kind of walk as long as he like feels around the wall or some furniture. Mm-hmm. Oh, and cool. uh, okay, that's called cruising. Yeah, it's called cruising. Yeah, I, I didn't. Don't feel bad if you didn't know that. I didn't know that until like a couple weeks ago. Wait, 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 wait. So kids walking around in the streets is called cruising. You know. I, I'm not that old, no, but when I was a kid living in the States, cruising meant something completely different. I mean, that's what, like, your Uncle Vinny did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think in most circles it does, but no, it's called cruising if they walk or only, if they, if they walk using, like, the furniture or the wall or something as kind of support. And uh, what else? Oh, yeah, I, I watched him puke all over himself again today. That was fun. Okay, I got to ask you, which is more disgusting, uh, baby puke or adult puke? Because baby puke is just baby puke is like human milk, right? So that's kind of gross. Kind of gross, but it's like, how do I say this? Yeah, it's but it's it's like it's not solid. There's no fucking chunks in it, right? So like, it's gross, but like it cleans up easy because even he's a baby dude. He doesn't even if he like has a full stomach, he doesn't puke that much. But it's there's not fucking solid chunks in it. Like, yo, how many times have you walked down Dogenzaka in the middle of the night and fucking stepped in, like, that ramen puke where it's, like, long-ass strings of noodles? Yeah, we call that Exorcist Street, man. Exorcist Street. It's just gross. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God. So, uh, you've been on baby duty for the last 24 hours. I'll tell you what what I've been up to. I've been going down the rabbit hole, man. I I was uh, watching, what's it called? It's called the, let me just pull it up real quick. Uh, the Soft White Underbelly, which is this channel that's on YouTube. And this guy, basically, he's a journalist, and he interviews people on Skid Row in Los Angeles. And um, anyway, 
On one of his episodes, he interviewed, uh, what's his name, Bishop Don Magic Juan, who's like the the world-famous notorious pimp. I mean, this guy is like, he's won like pimp awards for pimping so well, dude. He's been pimping since like really? the 60s, right? Yeah, this guy, he's been in documentaries and so on. But after watching this docu- well, this interview, I was just like, holy shit, man. This guy, everything he says is basically words of wisdom, words to live by, man. And the, the guy, his whole premises of his life is to follow the pimp game right and and those words are so true because i read this book called iceberg slim right about the pimp iceberg slim and um oh actually i think iceberg slim is the author and the pimp it's an autobiography and the name of the book is pimp that's right and fucking anyway all what he was talking about was living the game and the pimp game all pimps have this kind of theme with their life where they got to follow the pimp game the best way they can man and you know what that's that's pretty like respectable man i mean following the game the rules of the game i mean it doesn't have to be the pimp game it could be any game man if you're like a, if you're an accountant or if you're like a football player or if you're a podcaster you got to follow that game man you got to be true to the podcasting game man so i'm gonna be as true as possible to the podcasting game although since day one i always have been but you know what i'm gonna be even more true to the podcasting game man follow the game dude live by the game die by the game you can learn a lot from a pimp, man. Uh, no, no, it's pretty good because I think back in the day, this would have been like when I was still in university, but around like the turn of the millennium, I think, my friend brought out this DVD. It was called uh, American Pimp, and it was just a documentary where they like went to different cities and talked to different pimps. And yeah, yeah, dude, like you say, these guys are just fucking characters. Like one guy gets up, he int- introduces himself, and you know, he's stereotypical, got the really fucking flashy clothes and the fucking pimp cane and everything. And he's like, <clears throat> So I like, go, oh, You, sir, what's what's your name there? And he's like, My name is Rosebud with two D's for a double dose of pimping. I was like, <laughs> I love pimps. Oh my God. Oh, that's great. Uh, now that guy really follows the pimp game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. But it was just like, Yeah, they just had just different interviews with some of these dudes and just about, yeah, the fucking pimp game and whatever. And as interesting as, as you could say, like, you know, really loud, loud, uh, bombastic flamboyant type characters. Mm-hmm. Great personalities, always outrageous. They always get, they're kind of like you, Tom. I think you would make a great pimp, man, because pimps always have a great story to tell. Like Mr. Y, every time I, I play pool with Mr. Y and shit, he's always got some fucking story and some fucking weird photos to show me of some shit that he's seen or done or whatever. And it is always a blast, dude, hanging out with that guy, dude. And you, you've got a lot of crazy stories. Now, you don't dress like a pimp, but you could. I, th- I, think, I, th- I think I still got a pimp outfit lying around. So I got this like... It's like kind of a raver outfit. So I got like the black baggy pants with the bungee cords. It's all, you know, I just say like the, the pants are black with the like silver bungee cords hanging off it. And then I've got like <clears throat> kind of a club and shirt that's like this button, but it's got like over the top, kind of almost like a vest. It's got like, is it silver? Oh, shit. Do we lose you? I pimp. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we kind of lost you, man, but your, your getup does not scream pimp. Not at all, man. Your outfit right there is 0% pimp, but 100% gigolo. Jiggle uh, Okay. Yeah, dude, you're on the opposite side, man. You're, you're not the pimping, you're being pimped. <laughs> uh, in this relationship, you know, I would call you my bottom bitch. I, th- I thought like I, th- I thought like gigolos were a little bit different though, because like how do you say like they- they're kind of like freelancers, like you know that fucking do their own thing. They don't have they're they're kind of free agents, so to speak. What haven't you ever seen Richard Gere's movie American Gigolo? No man, that guy had a pimp. Everybody's got a pimp. Mm. Uh, no, no, but I do remember I do remember a classic movie called Deuce Bigelow Male Gigolo. Yeah, dude, but that was a comedy, man. I mean, that was no yeah. Richard Gere. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why it was fucking awesome. Oh god. Well, I don't, I guess there's there's a lot of hookers that are free agents. You know, I mean, shit, dude. I mean, I guess that's part of the game. But they're part of the hooking game. You know what I'm saying? There's a big difference. Yeah. Actually, Tom, I mean, your tooth, you got that shaky tooth and stuff. You should get that pulled down and you should get a gold one put in place, right? You put you put that in there and stuff, and that that could be like your beginning of your pimp game. Oh yeah, and, and, and I have to keep it polished and buffed up. So every time I smile, there's that little twinkle that goes ding. 
Now you're on track. Now you're on track. All right. So basically, the last 24 hours, I've been uh, studying my pimp game, and uh, you've been studying your baby game, and uh, that's all good. So with that out of the way, I think we can basically get down to business. We've got a lot of news to cover. For it being Golden Week, which is kind of a slow weekend. Well, it's not a slow weekend. It's like a slow week. But for it to be Golden Week, we had quite a bit of news recently. We had quite a bit of news. All right, Tom. So... I was kind of happy, though, because we did, because a lot of times it's been dry. I've seen, like, Golden Week where, like, sometimes, like, the reporters don't even fucking try. They just, like, recycle old stories that we've covered before. Well, I mean, there has been a lot of murder. There's a lot of, like, husbands killing wives, wives killing husbands, uh, parents killing kids and stuff. But, I mean, that's just repetitive. It's just because everybody's stuck inside, you know, and they can't do anything, right? Because a lot of Japanese apartments and houses are really small, so people are just constantly on each other's nerves. And so, I mean, a lot of bad shit's been going down. So uh, we are actually trying to avoid those stories, Faders. And um, we found six stories that I think are actually pretty interesting. Tom, do you want to take the honors? Yeah, I'll, t- I'll take the first one. But I just want to come back to that real quick. You're right. There's been a lot of, like, unfortunately, domestic violence and, like, uh, murders a lot. But, dude, I think it's going to be even crazier. Once this shit blows over and it ends and people actually do start going outside, I think certain apartments you're going to walk by them, they're going to kind of smell a little bit funny. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> like, get body wrapped up in garbage bags in the closet or some shit. I bet there's plenty of that going on because everybody's stuck inside. Everybody's stuck inside. Yep, that's true. Tom, without further ado, please begin. Enlighten right. us with a story. All right. Uh, Johnny, I believe you're going to like this one. <clears throat> Suntory Hakushu won world's best single malt at the 2020 World Whiskies Awards. And also, two other Japanese whiskeys, Ichiro's Malton Grain and Kirin Fuji Single Grain, snagged awards too. Japanese whiskeys fans rejoice. Three of Japanese whiskeys have taken out top trophies in the 2020 World Whiskeys Awards. Like so many other events this year, the 2020 World Whiskeys Awards were a muted affair. With the usual gala dinner swap for a live stream online award show on March 27th. But... The most subdued announcement wouldn't have stopped the celebrations in Japan as Suntory Hakushu, Fuji Single Grain, and Ichiro's Malton Grain each won awards in categories that Japanese whiskeys have come to dominate. Wow, that's awesome. That's really awesome. I I really love, one of my favorite whiskeys is Ichiro's Malt. It's such a beautiful whiskey. I mean, from top to bottom, it is such a beautiful whiskey. It is so gorgeous. It's so delicious. It's one of those whiskeys that you could have a bottle of it and you can just enjoy it for a long, long time. It's not a mixing whiskey. It's not a whiskey that you chug. It's like one of those whiskeys that you pull on every so often when something good happens. I mean, if it's Friday night, yeah, sure, break it out. Or maybe something good happened in the office or something or whatever. You pull that bottle out, you crack it, and you have a couple of drinks and stuff. It's a whiskey that you don't get fucked up on. It's a whiskey that you enjoy and you love. It's a great whiskey. It's so good. I, I can't say enough wonderful things about it. It's amazing. No, I've had, I have had this uh, time or two myself. And yeah, it's pretty good. I quite like it. Pretty good. How can you say pretty good? I think Suntory whiskey is pretty good. It's good for all occasions. It's good warm. It's good cold. It's good on the rocks. You can mix it. It's a flexible whiskey, but Suntory malt, oh, dude, night and day, homie, night and day. Yeah, that's true. Well, Suntory's been the dominating the whiskey game because they what they brought bought out Maker's Mark, which currently you know years ago, which currently makes them the largest. Uh, whiskey distributor in the entire damn world. So they bought out Maker's Mark. That's crazy, man. Unbelievable. Out of all the whiskeys to buy out, you know, I, I would have put my money on Jim Beam because Jim Beam, I mean, they are really, really big. They're probably like second compared to like Jack Daniels. But for them to buy out Make- Maker's Mark, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, no, I agree with you. And I, guess, I get what you're saying, but... Uh... I don't know. I think uh, aren't Jim Bean and Jack Daniels, they've kind of been in the family-owned restaurant business for a while. So I don't think they like... I don't, I don't think they would have been easily as bought out as Maker's Mark, I oh, believe. Oh, shit, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Yeah, they are family-run. Yeah, so, like, yeah, that would be maybe a good reason. Okay, uh, let's read on. Um, World's best blended limited release went to the impressively named Ichiro's Malton Grain, Japanese blended whiskey, limited edition 2020. Ichiro's Malton Grain is made by Chichibu Distillery in Saitama, and this is the third time one of Ichiro's limited edition whiskeys won the award. Speaking of streaks, 
Fuji single grain, 30-year-old small batch, took the prize for world's best grain, making this a second straight win for Kieran's Fuji Gotemba Distillery. Last but certainly not least, Suntory's the Hakushu single malt, 25-year-old, was named the world's best single malt, reclaiming the title it, uh, it first won in 2018. If you're hoping to get your hands on one of these award-winning bottles, they were already in big demand before the awards, so now you'll need to keep your eyes peeled and your bank account stocked. On the plus side, at least you won't have to enter uh, the lottery, lottery to win them. And, John, John, you'll probably like this, if you'd like to switch to gin, John, Suntory has you covered there, too, with its recent release, Japanese Gin, Sui. Oh, wow, that's cool. Fantastic, man. All corners are covered. That's absolutely great. Um, Yeah, Ichido's Malt... My favorite, my favorite. Faders, uh, birthdays, Christmas, uh, any holiday in the future, definitely. It's malt. 100% malt. Mm. Ichido's malt. For a good time, call it an Ichido's malt time. Yep, that's it, man. Fucking great story, man. Okay, next story. Man arrested for kidnapping teenager after discussing suicidal thoughts with her on Twitter. This story took place in... Not another one of these wacky ones. No, sorry, read on, read on. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Tom, they're all wacky, except for that last one. <clears throat> this story took place in Shizuoka. Shizuoka Prefectural Police have arrested a 46-year-old unemployed man on suspicion of abducting a 17-year-old girl after the two became acquainted on the social media site... Dun, 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 Twitter, where the two had posted messages about having suicidal thoughts. Police said Hiroaki Ikeda, whose address is unknown, was charged with abducting a minor on May 4th, Saneki Shimbun reported. The girl who lives in Fukui Prefecture replied to Ikeda's suicidal post on Twitter and wrote, quote, I'm also thinking of committing suicide, too. End quote. The two then arranged to meet each other in person. Man, you know what we need in this country? We need, like, a Japanese Chris Henson, man. Because, I mean, dude, if we had a Japanese Chris Henson, dude, that would be the most watched show ever in this country, man. But they wouldn't call it To Catch a Predator. They would call it maybe something like To Catch a Suicidal Homicidal Maniac Predator. That, that's great. Think about this. Yeah. Next no, no, on no, ABC, no, what? No, I Next agree. Next on God damn it, Tom! What the fuck, man? Oh, <laughs> uh, all right, yeah, go for it. Tell us something interesting. Go for it. No, you've got a child living with you, man. Get used to that because every like in the next like once that kid starts talking, the next year or so, man, it's gonna be just like that. You're gonna try to say something, and the kid's gonna interrupt you. What? It's not my fucking fault. We're on a damn delay. Yeah, that is. It does suck. Fucking if you. Oh god. Yeah, it really, really, really sucks. But fucking a. So anyway, yeah, we need Japanese Chris Henson. So what are we gonna say? <laughs> I fucking lost my train of thought. No, man. Like, no. I, I think it'd be a good fucking. Uh, I think it'd be a good, interesting idea for a show. But like, what I'm concerned about is about is a fucking parents jesus christ can you not monitor your fucking kids social like fucking sns stuff that's a and first of all didn't we read about this like a year or two ago where that dude was like let's do a suicide pact together and then we, he would drug them and like murder them and carve the bodies up and take their shit yeah they have some serial killer that did that a couple of, yeah it was recent maybe a year and a half two years ago it was over a year ago but yeah but no but this girl is 17 yeah. years old right so if yeah. you're a parent Monitoring what they're doing online has got to be really tough when they're at 17, almost 18 years old, you know? Yeah, that's true. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, dude, I moved down when I was 17 years old. My parents had no control of me when I was 15 years old. So, <laughs> I mean, shit, dude, that's pretty crazy. But anyway, wanting to kill yourself at 17? God damn, dude, that sucks. Where she live? Shizuoka? No, she lives oh. in Fukui Prefecture. Wait, where is Fukui? I actually don't BFE, remember right? think about it. It's in the middle of nowhere. It's, it's BFE, yeah. That's, that's, that's why, because it's fucking boring up there. But they do have internet, obviously. They got no, they Twitter. Do. can't be that boring. I don't know, man. It's, it's fucking, it's rough being a teenager, man. Especially especially for girls, I've heard, like, uh, cyberbullying in Japan is really nasty for the girls. It's like a high school age or whatever. 
Yeah, you got to stop that shit, man. You and your fucking catfishing scam thing. Okay. On May 2nd, Akia yeah. drove to Fukuoka. Oh, don't you fucking interrupt me. I'll bitch slap you through this fucking computer. On May 2nd, Ikui drove to Fukui City to pick up the teenager and was supposedly heading for Tokyo when he got lost. He got lost. <laughs> What the fuck? Oh. Follow the yellow brick road. Follow the yellow brick road. Da 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 da. Tokyo. Follow the. That's fucking. How can you get lost to get to Tokyo? All t- Tokyo is Rome in to- Japan, right? All roads lead to Tokyo. Just find a big road and go straight. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, so basically, okay, Tokyo when he got lost. The next day, he dropped the girl off at JR Okitsu Station in Shizuoka City. Later that day, Ikita called Fujinoyama Police Station in Shizuoka Prefecture and said that he abd- he had abducted a girl whom he had known to be a minor and he had kept her in his car. Oh my god. Can you... What the fucking shit is this, dude? <laughs> this guy... <laughs> What a fucking moron. Uh, Tom, thoughts? Yeah, man. So what, what do you think he said when he dropped her off? He's like, uh, since you're underage, can you just like, you dropped her off at a train station. He's like, uh, yeah, can you just like, you know, go use that train station to kill yourself? Just throw yourself in front of a train so I don't get in trouble in this. Do you, do you think he said that right, right when he let her out? Possibly. Who knows what he said, man? I mean, that's insane. So he goes to a prefecture that's far away from his prefecture Picks up this girl, gets lost driving her to Tokyo, gets close to Tokyo, finds a station, lets her out, and then he's just like, hey, cops, fucking I'm guilty. Oh, wait a second. I think I know what happened. What probably happened was this. This girl was actually really twisted. Maybe she maybe she had a boyfriend for a long time, and she's really in love with this boyfriend, and she caught her boyfriend cheating. So she wanted to commit suicide, and this guy was serious. He really, really wanted to commit suicide, but this girl is just like a drama queen, right? So this guy goes all the way out to pick up this girl, and then he's driving to Tokyo, and he's driving to Tokyo, and all she's doing is just talking about all her high school bullshit and drama and stuff. Yeah, so Saito said he loved me, but I don't think he loved me and stuff because on Valentine's Day, you know, I tried to give him chocolates, but I couldn't find him and stuff. And then when I found him, he had chocolate in his teeth and and he doesn't brush his teeth that much. But anyway, he had chocolate in his teeth. And so I decided to take him onto Denny's because he already obviously ate chocolate. And when we went to Denny's, he said he was full. So I just decided that I wasn't going to buy food for him at Denny's and stuff. So we just sat there and we drank green tea until my mom called. And my mom usually doesn't call at six o'clock. She calls us seven o'clock which is kind of strange so anyway i answered the phone and then he got angry at me and hurt my feelings and he called me a yadima and i was so sad and stuff and so this guy is fucking driving his car listening to this fucking high school bullshit and he's just like thinking oh my god oh my god i can't even concentrate on the road i think i'm fucking lost i just want to fucking go to tokyo and jump in front of a train with this chick but i don't, I don't think i could do that there's a station over there get the fuck out of my car <laughs> kicks her out of his car and then fucking 20 minutes later he feels bad he's like oh my god you know what she left her purse in here it's full of tampons and coins i got i'm just gonna turn myself in fuck it i'm just gonna hang myself in prison well i guess I'm a, I'm a pedophile maybe somebody will kill me there death by prison that's what it is that's how this guy's going out <laughs> what do you think tom no i not no i agree with you like i actually i really like your theory because yeah it turns out fucking most teenagers are just really fucking annoying so yeah he probably had to fucking listen to all their fucking high school drama bullshit and it was like you know what oh fuck this i totally got lost uh let's uh maybe do this uh suicide pact another time here's a transition bye yeah yeah that's that's i mean yeah it totally makes sense I, that's what i don't understand pedophiles and shit because kids are fucking annoying dude i spend all my time staying away from kids dude i'm like whoa kids get the fuck away i throw like fucking like salt water in their face or some shit and run to the bar like ah fucking kid trying to talk to me about some random bullshit nintendo something i don't know some game ah yeah dude oh but so it, by is, the way for all is, our faders over there that are uh, underage please support us on patreon your parents have credit cards yeah Exactly. No, is, is that why you spend so much time at bars and other like venues where kids can't go? You're just like, fuck it, I gotta get away from kids. Hey, man, I haven't met your kid yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's because of the coronavirus. Never mind. You got a good kid. I'm just fucking around a little bit. All right, next story. No, 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 no I get you, but I, especially like after all this, all this was done and over with, he just drove straight to the fucking cops and he's like, you know what? I did a bad thing. You should probably lock me up for this, but just, just so you know, like. 
being locked up in prison is better than than sharing a fucking car with that annoying chick. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. That that's my whole fucking point. <laughs> I'd rather go to prison than to spend another day on the street with these goddamn kids all the place. They're everywhere. They're driving me crazy. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh my god. Oh great. Okay, Tom, your turn. Read the next story, please, my man. By the way, no, I don't have to imagine any of this shit because remember, I worked at a high school for like how many fucking years? I know what fucking teenagers are like. I know. I mean, you lost your hair. Yeah, I fucking lost all my hair, got fucking fat. Man, you should have seen me right, right before, before I started this job, man. I was a fucking spring chicken, man. Fucking spick and span, all fucking tight and mighty. Yeah, you used to do modeling, believe it or not. That's crazy. Not anymore, Tom. Great, great. All right. Please, Tom, for the love of God, read your story. Actually, this is funny because this one's got cheerleaders in it, too. So this will be a nice pivot to the next story. Are you at Harajuku with some out-of-town friends or your family or significant others? Yeah! Do you want to chill and drink beer and eat sandwiches while your friends overpay for glitter unicorn socks? Yeah! And the flavor's going to make you complete. At Harry's Sandwich Company. So come on down to Harry's Sandwich Company in the heart of Harajuku, right off Takeshita Street. See you there! If you're going to get your fit on, you got to get your fit on in style. And that's why I use Ghost Town Palmade. Ghost Town Palmade is the number one badass palmade, and I practice what I preach. When I leave this house, if I'm not wearing a hat, if I'm not wearing a lid, I'm wearing ghost town pomade in my hair. This stuff is amazing. It smells good, it looks good, and it feels good. Ghost town pomade, badass pomade. And let me tell you one thing, it comes in a lid. That's pretty badass. This whole world is so nerfed up these days. Everything is plastic and pink, but not ghost town pomade. This stuff is a man's pomade, and it is hardcore. It's so hardcore, it's from Oakland, California. Oakland, California, that's right. Ghost Town Palmade. Get your fade on in style. Proper. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan, if you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to Mitsuya Liquors. That's right. For the most affordable prices in Japan, you can get over 300 different kinds of beer. That's right, over 300 different kinds of beer. And of course, they got all the shochu you need, all the sake you need. And of course, they got wine from California to Italy to France to New Zealand. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they really, seriously got it all. There's no joke about that. So get down to Mitsuya Liquors. And if you go in there and you say, got fit of Japan, you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased. That's right. Got fit of Japan at Mitsuya Liquors. And three times a week, they have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors, located comfortably in Asagaya. About five-minute walk from the station. Mitsuya Liquors. Hey, yo, what's up, baiters? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, if I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about 2,000 N each, about 20 bucks. But if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Prepa. Okay, so here we go. Tokyo's cheerleader pubs coronavirus countermeasures include full face shields for customers. Customers must also undergo a four-stage disinfection process before being seated. So, yeah. Though many restaurants in Japan have transitioned to takeout service these days, eating dining is still allowed. Cheers One, an izakaya, or Japanese pub, with a cheerleader theme in Tokyo's Ginza neighborhood is one such establishment. 
still offering in-restaurant meals, but with new health and hygiene policies in light of the coronavirus outbreak. To start with, immediately upon entering the premises, guests must wipe their feet on a disinfectant mat and have their temperature taken with a non-contact device with those, with those showing a fever asked to go home immediately. Those who don't have a fever can just mosey on in. Can't just mosey on in quite yet, though. There's a multi-step disinfection process that they have to undergo with various sprays and wipes for their clothing, bags, hands, and even your smartphone. Yes, kids, even your smartphone too. So, actually, before I go on, go read any further of this, what do you think about this, Johnny? I mean, you're fucking germaphobe. Uh, that is true. Um, you know what? This right here is a, it's a, what is it? It's a theme, it's a theme izakaya, a theme restaurant. And the theme of this restaurant is cheerleaders. So all the girls there, they have short skirts, big boobs, lots of cleavage, cleavage galore. And they're very ganky. They're very happy and they're bouncy and stuff, you know, and uh, it's crazy. They do some like backflips or some shit like that. And uh, the thing is now they have facial guards. So it's a cheerleader restaurant with facial guards. You know what I think this place is? It's a uh, brothel. It's a brothel that's <laughs> going, these girls are walking around in full body condoms and they're playing life safe. And you know what? I'm for it, man. I mean, if you're going to go to a brothel, like a cheerleader theme restaurant, wink, wink, wink. I mean, and they're wearing body condoms. Hey man, that's pretty safe. <laughs> yeah, that does remind me. There was one time when I was in Kyushu and I was walking, I, I was on a date and I was, we were walking kind of one of the sketchy areas because like that's where I lived to take a girl back to my apartment. <laughs> we walked by one one place that was obviously like, you know, House of Hill Repute, aka Orouse. And this fucking chick came out in a slutty cheerleader outfit, came running out and like ran around and she ran right by us and I was kind of like staring at her. And like the girl I was with on a date was like, what, you like that girl? I was like, no, I actually think I know her. And she's like, what? Did you go to the brothel? I was like, no, she drinks. She actually happens to drink at one of the bars I go to. Oh, my God. That's crazy, dude. Why was she running out of a brothel wearing a cheerleader outfit, dude? Maybe some shit was going down. Oh, my God. All right. So wait, I, don't know. I mean, she's obviously dressed. Well, she's obviously dressed like that for work. I don't know. Maybe she got her fucking phone or some shit. I don't know. It was a long time ago, but. I, don't know. I didn't stop to ask her. She looked like she was in a bit of a hurry. Well, yeah, but, sketchy uh, neighborhood, sketchy situation. She's probably running away from a fucking crazed John or something. All right, dude, my turn, my story. Uh, almost, but I'm going to say one comment on this story. I think you're going to be a little disappointed. I wouldn't say that girls are like super, like their outfits are super slutty. I mean, yeah, they're a cheerleader outfit and the short, the skirts are shorter, but like the girls are not bad. I mean, they're kind of cute, but yeah, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, back to the article. Once all that's done, guests have to confirm with Cheers 1's new dress code, gloves and masks, which must remain in place on the customer's face whenever they're not actively eating or drinking. Sounds like a fun place to go to, Tom. Bring your family. And they have live performances with cheaters who do cheer dance. Oh, and they've cut down, like, I'll just paraphrase the rest of the article. And they've cut down half uh, half their seating to encourage uh, customers to do social distancing. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's, I guess, I guess it's an okay article, but, like, maybe maybe this is, wasn't the best one to pot about, though, because, like, now, now that I'm looking at it, it's like, yeah, it's better if you see the pictures for visual aid. Yeah, drop the ball. Okay, next story. <clears throat> Getting back on track. All right, Tom, at the beginning of the show, we said that we weren't going to do certain stories about, you know, family members killing each other. But uh, this one here is actually a little bit different than the other ones, because instead of parents killing kids or parents killing parents, in this story here, we have men arrested after fatally stabbing brother with pruning shears. Hmm. Hmm. It's a little different. It's different. It's a little different. Yeah, it's a little different. This story takes place in Tokyo. Police in Tokyo have arrested a 43-year-old man on suspicion of murder after he fatally stabbed his 40-year-old brother with pruning shears early Tuesday morning. According to police, the incident occurred while the two brothers were staying with their father for Golden Week at his home in Oda Ward, Senkai Shimbun reported. Police said... Tetsushi Takaguchi, a company employee of Yokohama City, is accused of stabbing his brother, Terushi, in the back and chest with the shears at around 12.40 a.m. He got stabbed in the back 
and in the front. Dude, getting stabbed once in the back, that that could be like just, you know, just like a little bit of an accident stab, you know? It's like, oh, I'm so angry. Psh, oh, fuck, I, re- I can't believe I did that. But being stabbed in the back and the front, or maybe it's the front and the back, I don't know the order, but the thing is, that's that's pretty violent, dude. You do that when you really brutally want to kill somebody. I mean, that's that's a fucking murder of passion. Oof. Okay, and it took place at 12:40 a.m. Okay, so uh, that's a little late. The victim, who is unemployed, lived in Hidaka, Saitama Prefecture, was taken to the hospital where he was pronounced dead. Police said. Taguchi told him that he doesn't remember attacking his brother whom he had seen about whom he hadn't seen in about six months. These siblings and their father had dinner together. The father went to bed early while the brothers kept drinking and playing Nintendo. The father was awoke by the sound of a scream and called 110. Okay, uh, Tom, actually, I made up the Nintendo part, but, you know, I just had to. I, just I was going to say... I was what gonna else say, were they doing like, fucking twelve forty a.m. Well, I was gonna say, what, like, what was the motivation behind that? Did one of them like cheat at Mario Kart or something? Why do you hey, think the one brother killed the other brother? What happened, Tom? I think it's pretty fucking obvious. I think uh, what was it? They were just visiting their father, and I think uh, I think they just didn't get along, and like I think the family kind of agreed to keep them fucking separated because what they, they hadn't seen each other in six months. That's uh, that's warning bells right there, don't you think? Mm, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I haven't seen my brother in like 12 months, maybe more. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm not going to do okay, any scabby dude. business with him or anything. We are different, though, because think about it. We are different because we, we live halfway around the fucking world from most of our family. But like these guys, OK, there's like there's about three times a year where it's it's almost kind of required to meet your fucking family. Mm-hmm. There, there's Oban, there's New Year and... Yeah, usually, usually like one or two other events, like you know, weddings, funerals, all that. Like it's, I think the family unit's like maybe a little bit closer knit. But these guys hadn't seen each other in six months, mm-hmm. so like that means like no New Year or anything like that. Like I don't know, maybe they just didn't get along. Maybe the family just kind of like quietly agreed that they should be separated, and that's fucking why. So shit like this didn't happen. Probably, probably. I mean, that could be it. I mean, it's fucking late at night. The two brothers are drinking. Maybe they're talking about old things that happened in the past. Like, I don't know, maybe they both banged the same girl or something. And one brother got jealous and stabbed the other brother or something like that. I mean, fucking, you know, some families, they they get it together and, you know, they're fine. You know, and other families, they get together and it's like, fucking, who's the boss, you know? (laughs) Angel (laughs) Ball! Tony, put down the scissors. (laughs) Which which one is the older killer? The older brother kill the younger brother, or is it vice versa? I don't know. Uh, the one that died is unemployed, so maybe that has something to do with it. Mm. You don't have a job. You must die. <laughs> you know what? A, you know what? A, like it could have been is like how do you say like Japan has this weird fucked up thing where they still do this where like the older brother basically gets everything and the younger brother gets shit. Oh. So if the older brother was like unemployed. Like, the younger brother was probably just pissed off about it. He's like, dude, you, you just, like, you don't even have to fucking find a job. I'm going to have your bust my ass at the fucking sushi plant, blah, blah, blah. But you're just expecting to cruise by until mommy and daddy kick the bucket and pick up the her- inheritance. Oh, I got a solution that'll fucking fix that. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. Let me read the first line again. Police in Tokyo have arrested a 43-year-old man in suspicion of murder after he fatally stabbed his 40-year-old brother with pruning shears. Okay, so the older one stabbed the younger one. But they're both in their 40s. I mean, shit, 43, 40 years old and shit. They, they should know better. And they should know how to handle their booze. Oh, God. Okay, dude. Okay, dude, come on. Let's let's be fucking honest here. Basically, every dumbass criminal in almost every news article we do, you could say that about any of these guys. Like, should have known better. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Picked up a teenager. Should have known better. <laughs> Oh, man. To catch a predator, Tokyo. Oh, man. Okay, time oh, your story. On a, positive, on a positive note, Centauri did know him better. That's why they're winning all these fucking awesome awards, because they make good booze. You Just saying. I'm, I'm kind of curious about this. So Centauri bought Maker's Mark, right? Mm. So when they bought Maker's Mark, I'm sure that all the barrels, all the whiskey barrels that are in Japan for Centauri 
are Maker's Mark barrels, right? Because when you make whiskey, you got to age it for at least 12 years. So I think maybe Maker's Mark has superior superior barrels or something, and maybe maybe they import them, and their whiskey has this combination of like Japanese whiskey elements with American whiskey flavor or something. You know, maybe the combination is just a combination, a match made in heaven or something. I don't know. That's that's entirely possible, man. I I never really put much thought into it. I mean, they both have good whiskeys, and I like them both. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah, you put two good things together, and fucking, you make something great. Yeah, make something yeah, heavenly, you, Tommy. Well, you could you could also argue you don't fuck with a winning formula. You know, you know the old saying: "If it ain't broke, don't fix it." That has no meaning in this context. Okay, your story. Okay, here we go. Last story. We're going to go out. We're going to talk about other dumbass criminals. A pair of Kabuki Cho hosts are suspected in purse snatching incidents. Tokyo Metropolitan Police have arrested a pair of bar hosts who are suspected in several purse snatching incidents in Shinjuku wards, reports TBS News on May 7th. In March, Koji Sawachi, 24, and Takeshi Hasegawa, age 33. He's a little bit old to be a host. Just saying. Allegedly worked together to come up from behind a woman, then 22, on a road in Okubo areas and snatch a backpack that contained about 60,000 yen in cash, a.k.a. 600 bucks. <clears throat> As the suspect snatched the bag, the woman was momentarily dragged while she held on causing a light injury to her head when she struck the ground. The injury required one week to heal, police said. Sawachi denies the allegations. Meanwhile, Hasegawa admits in to the charges, police said. The suspects both work as hosts at clubs in nearby Kabuki, in the nearby Kabukicho red light district. They became persons of interest in the case after an examination of security camera footage. Police believe that the suspects were behind four other incidents that took place in the same area in March and April. Dun, dun, dun. You know what I blame? What's that? Coronavirus, man. These poor hookers and hosts, dude. They're there in Kabuki Cho. They, they can't get any tricks or anything. You know, there's no Johns on the street. They're not making any money anymore, man. Before, you know, they're making shit tons of cash. Shit tons of cash, dude. We had a host on the show once, right? And they make a lot of fucking money. But now, all their business dries up. But you know what doesn't dry up? Their fucking thirst for the good stuff. They're used to drinking <laughs> fine wines, champagne, nice clothes, very amazing apartments. All hosts and prostitutes have good apartments, let's be honest, because they get paid so much in this country, right? So the thing is, now with their business completely dried up, they've got nothing, they got nothing. They got nowhere else to turn except for fucking street crime. So here they are, they're fucking like, they, they form a circuit and they snatch purses or wallets and shit, dude. It's like fucking, was it, Oliver Swift in Tokyo. It's like Tokyo Swift. Not Taylor Swift. <laughs> Fucking not Taylor Swift. No, I agree with you, dude. I mean, very much so. Like, the hostesses are probably feeling the biggest pinch because, like, yeah, because, like, you, you know, one thing about the whole Kabuki show area is a lot of the hostess and the hookers and the pimps, they all fucking hang out. It's a big circular, circular economy where millions of dollars are just getting passed around. Yeah. All, all the people in that in industry. But you know, you know what I think happened here. This is exactly what I think happened here. One, like, boy's thirty three and is still a host. That's that's interesting. But yeah, these guys are fucking hurt and they're suffering because the fucking coronavirus has wiped out all their fucking business. So they're like, probably met up, had a couple of casual beers together, and like, one dude's like, one dude says to the other dude, actually, you know, what? I bet the younger dude is behind the brains behind the situation because like the younger dude was the one that didn't fold. This is a thirty three year old who should be older, wiser, and more experienced. He fucking admitted he fessed up right away, so he folded like a cheap suit. So I think that actually the twenty four year olds kind of the brains of the operation. But anyway, Makes no, sense. They, you, know, you know what they did? you know what they did? They, they met up in Kabuki Show. They're kind of like in their fucking bar. No business is coming. They're all fucking bitching. And like the fucking twenty four year old says to the thirty three year old, "You know what? Really wish I had some money." And he goes, "Yeah, me too." And then just like, you know what, man? There's fucking tons of money around. Why don't we just like purse snatch or rob a chick? The other guy's like, "Yeah, that's a good idea." I, I, I know you're just joking, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm just joking. And then 10 beers later, they're like, you know what? Let's just try it out. <laughs> Let's just do it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. Like, you know, somebody says it's a joke. Then 10 beers later, you're like, fuck it. Let's do it. 
Oh, man. Yeah, a lot of bad things seem like a good idea in Kabuki Show, I'm sure. With all these, like, bad influences around and shit, dude. I'm sure people do crazy... I mean, we've done tons of stories about things that happen in Kabuki Show after people have been drinking and shit, dude. I mean, shit, dude. Fucking think of all the fucking murders we've done in fucking, which one called Kabuki Show. <laughs> Don't take that out of context. Murder stories we've reviewed. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds bad. Okay. Anyway, these guys are busted and they should fucking know better and shit. There's still fucking jobs out there. You know, I mean, dude, you could get a job at any convenience store in any location. They're fucking hiring. Construction, they're fucking hiring. So, I mean, if you are at a pinch, I mean, Tom, what's your job? You're a security guard. They're fucking security hiring. Guard. It's not a great job, but it's a lot better than a life of crime. That's for sure. Don't wind up in our stories, whatever you do, because we're going to make fun of you. <laughs> okay, last No, story. no, no, no. Dude, I, I can fucking vouch for this. I can vouch for this like 100%, though, because, like, security guard, it's 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 not glamorous. And to be honest, it's kind of fucking boring. But you know what? That menial, stupid job just happens to pay me enough money where I can, like, you know, pay the bills and keep food on the table until, you know, this shit blows over and something better comes along. <laughs> and so you get I a badge. Fucking... Yeah, then you get a badge. Okay. Don't get a gun, though. At least not yet. Okay, all right. <clears throat> Last story. Two men stabbed in Tokyo apartment over noise dispute. One dead. This story took place in Tokyo. Police in Tokyo have arrested a 60-year-old unemployed man on suspicion of murder and attempt to murder after he attacked a father and a son over a noise dispute in their apartment building on Monday night. Who you got to be careful, Tom. You're pretty noisy. Uh, the son, Katsuyuki Kobayashi, 38 years old, died later in a hospital while his father, who is in his 60s, is in a stable condition. According to police, the incident occurred at an apartment building in Adachi Ward at around 8.15 p.m. Police said the suspect, Seiji Hiruta, lived next door to the elderly Kobayashi, whose son and wife were visiting him for Golden Week holidays. The father told police that he and his son heard Hiruta banging on the door, yelling, Come out! Come out! I'm going to kill you! All right, bitch, listen. Never, ever, ever, never open the door when they say that. If they say, I'm going to kill you, don't open the door. Never open the door. Because if there's one thing that I've learned from every single 1980s horror movie, Friday the 13th, Halloween, Jason, Child's Play, whatever, any of them, you never, ever open the fucking door. Every time you open up the door, something bad happens. Hey, Oh, there's a knocking on the door in the middle of the night. I'm in my underwear. I'll just open it up and see who's there. Never do that. You always get stabbed, just like in this situation. Oh, God. So, here we go. Continuing. When they open the door... I'd answer the door. Huh? I'd answer the door. You'd answer the door? (laughs) Sayonara, Tom. When they open the door, Hiruta stabbed the son in the abdomen with a knife. He then beat the father about the head with a plastic hammer. I shit you not, it says plastic hammer. So he had like maybe like a plastic mallet, maybe like a rubber mallet, I guess. Or maybe this guy was just completely insane. Why would you do that? Like, why would you, you've got a knife and a wooden, and a, sorry, not, not, not wooden, plastic hammer. It's a plastic hammer. Why would you do that? Yeah, no, no, I know, I know, but I'm just like, I'm trying to wrap my head around it. I, I understand that you're reading factually correct article, but like I'm just trying to get my head around like why a fucking plastic hammer? Well, you know when why? you say to like an idiot, you say you've got half a brain. Maybe this guy actually did have half a brain. We're like he wanted to commit a murder, right? So half of his brain said you need a weapon like a knife, but then the other half of the brain, which is like absent, said eh, maybe a plastic hammer. So the guy has half a brain. <laughs> Oh, there you go. I, I, no, no, I got it. I got it. I like that theory. That's that's really good. So maybe that's like pl- the fucking plastic hammer. So he just knocks himself in the head a couple of times. Like, Ooh, brain slipping again because I only got half a brain. Oh, there we go. Oh, that was hysterical. Police quoted Hiruta as saying, quote, the apartment next door was so noisy and my patience had reached its limit. 
Oh, yeah, that's pretty crazy. So I think maybe like, you know, this golden week, you know, that the father, he's in his 60s. So he probably had some Barry Manilow rocking and maybe they're drinking some peach schnapps or something. They're getting a little crazy and the neighbor just can't take it anymore. It's like eight o'clock at night. The, the neighbor's probably elderly, too. So he's like, fuck this noise, literally, and goes over there, knocks on the door. Come on, come on, come on. I'm going to kill you. And then, of course, like the kid's like, nobody's going to kill me. This is Japan. Everybody here, they're safe. It's the same place whatever he opens up the door snap 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 and then yeah. bump to the uh father's head that's, that's true I, although i i don't think the fairy the father would have been listening to barry manilow i think for sure man definitely enka but uh no nah, dude the, you're of course you, okay, he's not, listening to enka. Not, i was just making a joke yeah no but not 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 she mentioned it though that's it's kind of fucked up okay maybe i wouldn't just answer the door if somebody knocked on the door and was like bang, 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 i'm gonna kill you especially now this time because you never know they might have the fucking coronavirus Oh, shit. Yeah, maybe that's a thing. He knocks on the door. The kid opens up the door and he goes, <coughs> you'll be dead in a week. And then he walks away. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> or or you fucking, you, you never know, man. It could be even something crazy or fucked up. Maybe the coronavirus is mutating. and Maybe it's going to be a fucking zombie apocalypse. Who fucking knows? Yeah, who knows? Well, on that note, Tom, thank you very much for staying up super late. Uh, this very beautiful, oh, was it still a full moon? No, not anymore. Well, anyway, this beautiful, gorgeous Friday night. Thank you very much for doing the show. And Faders, thank you for uh, being here, listening to the show again. Uh, we do have a Patreon page. Sign up for that if you can. It helps us out and you support the show. And if you can't do that, definitely go to iTunes. Give us a five-star review. You know what to do. We've been saying this for ages. So if you haven't done it, please do it. And uh, Tom, Facebook. Yeah, me? Facebook, yeah, Instagram. Yeah, I'm going to fucking get to it. Yeah, Facebook and Instagram faders. We are posting about uh, two or three times a day, every day. Lots of good ton content, and there's funny stuff. There's funny videos, articles, you name it. And pictures, of course, and dumb stuff. And also, that's where you can find our latest episodes. And again, we're, we're rolling out episodes just like fucking lightning fire. We're cracking off a series of nasty farts, and they're bam, 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 three times a week. That's right. And we're doing it three times a week for you, Faders, because right now, most of you guys are in lockdown. They ain't shit to do except for fucking hang around. Maybe, I don't know, uh, clean your house, do something creative. But drink and listen to podcasts. You can always drink and listen to podcasts unless you're a minor. And in that case, um, mom and dad's got a liquor cabinet, don't they? <laughs> Mine did. Uh, by the time I was 15, all their vodka bottles were uh, 100% pure water tap water at that oh geez good times being a kid but anyway yeah faders uh please follow those um suggestions recommendations uh demands and <laughs> we will see you guys in two days thank you very much for fading with us and we will see you guys soon peace bye-bye follow the game dude live by the game Die by the game. My own brother, a goddamn shit-sucking vampire. Oh, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. I've got a government job to abuse and a lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. God, the pressure! I can't take it! I can't take it! I can't stand to it! Sure, excuse me. We're going freaky! We came, we saw, we kicked his ass. Your move, creep. Oh, man, I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.